I'm Nadine. And I'm Chrissy. And you're listening to Side Hugs, your unofficial Duggar Snark podcast to help you help us feel better about talking shit about the weird ass family. This week, we are covering the 19 Kids and Counting season two episode Duggar's Room with a View, in which Jessa and Ginger accompany their parents to New York for a quick appearance on The View. Janet and JD tried to renovate their parents' bathroom to middling success, we'll say, <laughs> and the family enjoys a tater tot casserole reunion feast. Also featured this episode is a bar for the explanation of the family modesty standards as expressed by the self-appointed family czar, none other than nine-year-old <laughs> Joy Anna Duggar. <laughs> yes. It's like the highlight of the episode, but it I mean, it gets... Right. It's yeah. like th- those images got circulated a lot because they're so fucking ridiculous. Yes, like, so much. Um, okay, but before we get into the actual episode, we do have some Duggar current events. Our first is um, Jed being engaged? Question mark. I think we can um, we can safely yeah, say Jed is going to marry yeah. Katie Nikatsu. But that's it, happening. Yes, and like we saw the proposal type video it's just so it's just so weird that there's no like announcement yes like, we've talked about it something something like weird is going on with the yeah. dog right now in terms of announcing like they've had a lot of they've had like several pretty big milestone life events yeah the justin wedding and now this big proposal and I mean, with the Justin wedding, we thought it was because, like, people were weird about the age different stuff and, like, they wanted maybe right. to keep that down. But there's literally no reason why they wouldn't be shouting this for the rafters, that they have another, like, fundy, arranged marriage that is, right. like, to, an, to a, a person from, like, a very IBLP family, like, mm-hmm. deep in fun. Like, there's no reason why, like, this wouldn't be kind of, like, splashed on everyone's Instagram page and, like, exactly. there's been no congratulations from anybody like it's so weird no. i know like but on judd's like instagram um yeah there's nothing about it i mean like he's tagged in a bunch of stuff from like, like yeah gossip <laughs> gossip like instagram accounts but like nothing official i can't imagine that the family could possibly disapprove of this no no way and I'm just baffled. I'm baffled. I'm like, I have no idea what is happening. It is so out of character for them not to like be constantly drumming up publicity and just trying to like keep themselves in the public eye. I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with like behind the scenes counting on stuff, which we don't know officially. Right. But then I renewed. Right. And it's also, but it's also kind of hard because like, if this even was going to be part of the show, I mean, if a season's coming out soon, this wouldn't be a part of it or it would be a part of it at the very end. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, with Jeremy, they usually do those little like YouTube videos, like announcing True. the court, something like that. And okay, we should go into the video a little bit. Um, yeah. It's uh, Jed Duggar bringing his boo thing, Katie Nakatsu, into this like frigid barn in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and it was probably taken a a few weeks ago because like they're inside indoors in this barn mm-hmm. and as they're speaking jed gets down on one knee to like propose to katie yeah. and both of them like their breath is coming out of their mouth in puffs because it's so cold like so it looks cold. like they're like fire breathing like yeah. dragon <laughs> yeah. yeah 
It actually looked pretty nice. It's like a cool setup. They went into this old barn with like church pews and flowers and stuff like that. And he got down on one knee and he proposed to Katie. They go outside and they, they set up this little like plastic igloo thing for them mm-hmm. to sit side by sides and enjoy and like feed each other s'mores. And it was kind of yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, very little like minimal physical contact. There was like only a side hug. Right. Definitely nothing that could be possibly misconstrued as a full frontal hug as in the other engagements. Oh like, no, just, no. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain like this betrothal theory? Yeah. I basically there's rumors going around that this in fact was not a courtship engagement situation. It was a betrothal situation. And the difference is basically that betrothals are like more traditional in Fundyland, and there's a lot i can't even imagine how there could be more family involvement but i guess there's right. way more family involvement like more of like an actual like arranged like arranged marriage yeah it, it, yeah. it's like arranged and that like i'm sure there has to be some interest on the part of like the actual people getting married yeah. but it just seems like it was like uh jim bob and this other like katie's father Corey mm. nakatsu like getting together and being like our kids want to fuck so let's like <laughs> arrange this like a marriage for them but the betrothal is different in that it's just like a much more extreme stricter version of the courtship process which is already a stricter version yeah. of like the dating process dating. Mm-hmm. um it really does seem like this family that the, the katsus are way more hardcore than the duggars are okay they kind of remind me of like what the duggars were like 10 15 years ago okay um Hmm. But we've never did we know of them before this? No, but they've been around. Okay. They have photos with every like family in the in the Duggar extended universe. Like okay. they're definitely in tight with the Forsyths or tight with the Bates, the Duggars. Like there's old family mm-hmm. photos of them going back like over a yeah. decade. So, so they're, they're very ingrained in it. So they're gonna merge with the Duggars and create like a super <laughs> super like fundy race. It seems like, come. honestly, it seems yeah. like Fundy and this Katie girl might be, out of all the couples that we know of so far, by far the most Fundy. Right. Yeah. I feel like yeah. all of the couples have drifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is one in which it's, it seems more extreme than, like, the Joe Kendra courtship. Where, yeah, like, they sure. could, you know, like, remember how she had to call her parents to get permission yeah. to, to, like, hold Joe's hand while they rollerbladed right, right. or something. It, it's just odd to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think that Jed wants to continue to have some sort of political career. Yeah. When he was running, I was surprised that no kind of like courtship announcement came then to make him, you know, more, I guess, like appealing. As oh, being- my God. It would have been so weird as fuck if he was running for mm-hmm. like state representative yeah. and also had like a quote unquote girlfriend he could not hug. And oh they would go God, to right. events and just stand side by side awkwardly. Couldn't, like, like hold hands. I feel like exactly no i yeah. feel like it'd be more alienating to right, 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 right. To like have to witness this pony show of <laughs> i don't know just awkward teens side by side may okay maybe that's why this is more out of the public eye because like it could reflect negatively as he runs for other runs and loses i'm sure for other right. offices or something but so. also in the video the betrothal vows they like read out loud vows to each other in a voiceover and they were fucking weird. I am. I didn't watch that part. Okay, like if you like towards the end, mm-hmm. 
they actually read out loud vows that they had written to each other, which I'd never seen. Okay, here's another point of evidence for why this was a betrothal, right. because like apparently this is typical in betrothal ceremonies, because it's so akin to a marriage. It's basically saying, like, I'm promising you now that, like, we are going to get married, and I'm giving you my word before God. And it's like, I don't know, I just, okay. it's just more, like, religiously infused. But Jed gave these, like, disgusting vows that he was like, I promise to never be physically intimate with you until that day that God, like, ordains us to join in the marital bed. And I'm like, okay, this is too oh much information. Just kind of gross. It was just so serious and so, it yeah. by far, the most religious mm-hmm. psychobabble stuff. Yeah. It's just, like, also kind of weird to, like, see in here because the, this whole thing just, like, for us for people on the outside came out of nowhere right yeah i feel like i definitely i was pretty sure jed was courting somebody or involved with somebody Mm -hmm. since that fall fest vlog that jessa posted yeah where he's like making a pumpkin and she like says out loud is that for your girl or is that okay yeah yeah so i was like (laughs) i honestly just thought the sweetheart was lauren caldwell (laughs) right as did yeah other people yeah Uh, but yeah it's this katie nakatsu girl and her vows were also weird they were i mean they were similarly hyper religious like i pledge to submit to you as my headship and bear you the children (laughs) yeah king james version like old you know like yeah so then as far as like saving this for the show they would never put that on the show no no, that's also something I don't think that they would include. No. It's just so fucking weird. They've gone through such lengths to, like, convince us that they're just normal Christian people. But, like, doing this weird archaic yeah. ceremony with these weird archaic vows, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait, fuck. Yeah, like, none um, of them have done before. Okay, also, last thing I want to say about this is that somebody hacked Jed's wedding site and leaked their wedding invitation Okay. So it's supposed to be, I think, the first week of April, which is coming up soon. I feel like so we'll know in a couple weeks. Um, Somebody guessed the password to this, like, password-protected wedding site of theirs. Okay. I wonder what it was. Probably, like, I don't know. Jesus Freak 123. God, I I can't even begin to fathom, like, what that password was. Which... Obviously, this is, like, highly unethical. Don't do this. Like, we don't condone this. It's fucking weird. Yeah. I don't where, know. Not like like where state wise like is this wedding? So that's another thing about the wedding invitation is that it said wedding will be live streamed on. Oh, so maybe maybe this is like actually a COVID safe wedding and and they're doing it that way so they can show it on the show later on. You oh, know? Yeah, I, yeah, I, like, yeah. We just know so little at this point. Honestly, I'm confused. I haven't been this confused about like what's going on in Duggerland in like quite a while yeah well there is an upcoming episode yes okay so apparently there is a counting on episode airing march 30th at 10 p.m honestly it it seems more like a a, like a special rather than the beginning of a new season yeah, it's supposed to cover Joe and Kendra's new baby arriving and Easter. So, like, last Easter. Right. I guess. But Joe and Kendra just had their baby, like, I know. two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Right. Unless they're, like, celebrating Easter. I don't know. Early for the cameras. <laughs> right. I mean. Um, Very Kardashian thing to do where they celebrate birthdays, like, six months in advance. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks that it's likely not a new season, but 
it might be worth us covering. Yeah, I think like at the very least, we will have more information by next Tuesday. Like either this is a new episode yeah. of new content or they announce like we're fucking. I don't know. I don't know if they're or, done with this. Like, well, I don't think they're done. I, and also, okay. like, if this is just a special, then I feel then at the end, they'll say, like, this is when the new season starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I could kind of foresee happening. Uh-huh. God, I just, I need some answers. <laughs> <laughs> right. We have been flying in the dark for so long. <laughs> for real, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if if and when the new season happens, yeah, we'll start recapping those. Like, I've said yeah. that. That'll be exciting. I'm I like, know. That'll be very exciting. Okay, so our last piece of Duggar Current Events this week is um, the Jill and Derek Q&A that they posted. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, clearly they're definitely trying to leverage their story into like some sort of uh financial payoff which right right i mean it just like i neither I, support nor condemn no no like the um the the little bit that i did watch of their q a like i was just like it sucks that like derek's such a piece of shit because like they like they could like potentially get their own show if he wasn't such garbage i actually think they're trying to angle for their show well that's what i think too but like i don't see how's that gonna happen i oh god i would die for this show it would like i feel like the only way it would happen is if they promise to like actually expose yeah but oh god i mean this has been the complaint about derek for a while is that like he you know he mm-hmm. keeps like trying Dang. to realize it with crumbs mm-hmm. and refuses yeah. to actually mm-hmm. take the leap and like spill the beans right it's always comments to the tune of if you only knew or like you know just teasing us it just seems like they are going back and forth. Honestly, I can't say like which. I mean, I know which one I want for like gossip purposes. Right. I don't know which is like the best option for them in their life, and I can't say that one is morally despicable and one is honorable. They both seem like not ideal options, honestly. Yeah. But I just I would like them to choose, and I'd like them to commit to something. Like already, yeah. You know. I mm-hmm. I feel like they're at the they're at a crossroads of like should we move on or should we like milk this and it's like for their sake I I want them to make a decision (laughs) for their sake for them yeah Um, who knows what's going on with them they seem to be doing well there I I did watch the video they seem so much more like relaxed with each other and like casual and yeah in the video um she teases him and all and just I, I don't want to say like stands up to but like it's clear Absolutely. That, she well it's yeah. like it's just clear that like she has she has a voice and she knows it and she's not I'm not like cowering but like not keeping sweet not doing all of the typical Duggar female things yeah and they go back and forth like yeah. have, it seems like a pretty equitable thing and like even the, the ribbing goes back and forth yeah you know? like there's even a part where she says something like Derek has lots of opinions on everything or something yeah but then Derek doesn't get offended he right. doesn't mm-hmm. try to like defend himself or mm-hmm. right. go on, the on Jill. like they both just like take it in stride they seem to yeah. get along really well honestly right which, like, I'm glad for because it does seem, like, as they spoke about in their video, that they are pretty isolated. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they admit that they haven't been to the main house in years. In years! Years. Yeah. They say, like, oh, maybe, like, t- a couple times to, like, get mail. Which, okay. What the fuck? I know. Like, oh, I know. my God. I... Okay, I feel like all of 2020, we can chalk it up to, like, it was easy to stay away because of COVID, but it seems like all of 2019, 
they also stayed away. They yeah. just like were not over there. When okay, so one of the questions in the Q and A was, "Are they invited to the big house?" And they say it depends. So like this goes back to what we've said before that like it's like they're invited so that they can't say they're not invited. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's not. Mm-hmm. And they explain that like. The way they explain it is, like, very, like, measured and pretty mature. They just say that they're going through a season in life where their threshold for bullshit, basically, Mm -hmm. is, like, a little bit lower than usual. And Derek says at one point it is triggering for Mm -hmm. them to go over to the big house. And I'm like, I just – I could never have imagined them using this language to describe it. Yeah, and Jill says – essentially says that, like, for her mental health, it's best that they don't – Yeah. Right. Like, I'll take that tell-all now, please. Like, one (laughs) tell-all. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like if we like collectively strategize about how best to get it out of them, like maybe just like effusively showering them with praise or something, right, or like right. some specific campaign, we can probably get it. Yeah. You know, or if we all You're pledge right. to buy the book. Oh my <laughs> yes. god! If we like pre-ordered a book that doesn't exist yet, yeah, and showed how much money they would make from those, come exactly. on! Like we would make this podcast the like unofficial like yes book club and like exactly. go through it. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll stand that book so hard. We'll ride for it. We will go out Give me of that way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh god. The video. Did we talk about evolution? Oh, they, they do talk. They do get into that quite a bit in the video. Yeah, a surprising point mm-hmm. of contention in the Dillard marriage is that apparently Jill is insistent that the the Earth is only two thousand years old. Yes, and Derek is like on the fence about it, and it's like I guess something they argue about or. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought, yeah, yeah I thought just, Jill obviously is coming out of like severe trauma and she's healing from a lot I feel like everybody can tell that she's having to like she's coming up against the limit of her belief in her education mm-hmm. she's having to rethink everything yeah. I feel like this is like so foundational that she's like whoa not even like this thing that I thought about right the very fabric of our existence is true like I have to also change that I don't know I feel the way that I feel is like she's holding on to this belief because there's been a lot of change that she's had to experience right it seems like one of those like minor things that she's just not this too you know right to give that up is just like one more big thing um all right let's get into the episode so in like I forgot we were even recapping an episode um (laughs) The episode opens with Michelle and Joy explaining James and how free-willed he is and how it takes forever for him to do work and lose his chore packs. Okay, so these chore packs are, like, these, like, little plastic envelopes that each Mm -hmm. kid gets with their chores for the day or the week, and they just keep them on themselves. I guess it's just one of their ways of being, like, super, like, weirdly organized. I mean... I yeah. think that's, like, a good idea, but it just, like, doesn't seem like it mm. ever has worked for them ever. Right. I, what kid would keep this on their person? Right. Well, that's the thing. Like, they, yeah. they talk about how they find James's chore pack, like, mm-hmm. in the garden or, like, yeah. in the truck or, like, under a cereal box or something. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Michelle obviously isn't helping him, but Jill is just trying to urge him to get his schoolwork done and to find his phonics book. So James goes off. He's only with the cameraman following him. This small child, he finds the key to the parent's office and tries to find his phonics book. But like along the way, he gets distracted by so many random things in this super messy office, including a pocket knife. Like, he finds several, yeah! several pocket knives in these plastic bags in the corner. Yeah. And 
what follows is just like extended footage of the camera person watching as James is fiddling with these pocket Mm -hmm. knives. This is what I'm also saying. What what I've said in previous episodes Mm -hmm. is like now I'm 100% positive of this is Jim, Bob, and Michelle absolutely saw their camera people as babysitters. They rely on them for that. Oh, yeah, for sure. They, I think they felt so much safer because it's, to them it was like, oh, adults in the house. Like, uh-huh. But they forget that the adults are doing a job and that job is not. Right, they're not like supposed to interfere. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, obviously he wasn't actually going to like stab himself. I'm sure that he would have intervened if he stabbed himself. But their purpose is not to like raise up the children in no. a safe and, you know, upright manner. It was It's just like to get footage, you know, yeah, like and I'm sure exactly. they care about the kids. But that's right. not their primary objective, you know? No, They're, like, on the clock. Exactly. This is a job. Yeah, so he has no problem watching James <sighs> crawl up and down through this office, oh, playing with old knives. And <laughs> yeah. And he, like, gets one of the knives open. He's, uh, like, a, like, a Swiss Army knife type thing. Jill ends up coming over the intercom in the room and telling him she found a Sonic's book, and that's, like, the end of that. So then we have Michelle and Jim Bob going to New York, New York to, um, New York, not New York. No, I didn't mean to say it like that. Um, <laughs> to going go to the big to go on the view. <laughs> okay. So they take Jordan, who's a newborn, um, obviously to show her off. She's a prop, just like Felicity. She's a prop. Um, but they, okay, also yeah. they have to fucking feed their baby. Like, I'm sure they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure it was like. <laughs> yeah. I, so Jess and Ginger also go. Jess and Ginger specifically get to go because last time the parents went on a trip like this, the older kids, other older kids got to go. You said the four oldest kids. Yeah. I guess it was. Like, who was that then? Josh? Oh, okay. Janet, John, David. Jill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Janet like talks to the camera and says that that this is why they get to go and then they get to she says something like, Have a vacation, I guess. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh so while they're gone, Janet, Little dig at, um, Yeah. Gotta be. Okay, wait. Okay. One more thing about the the Jill and Derek Q and A is oh, that okay. at the end somebody asked like they were reading um questions from like instagram or something and somebody asked like if you have a daughter do you want to raise her to be independent mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to rely on a man and they said okay derek took the reins on this one yeah. he's like yeah we of course like boy or girl we want to raise our kids to be as independent as possible because we don't want to have our kid like a 30 year old kid living with us in the basement and i was like oh, oh my fuck! God! like yeah. Oh, and then he was, like, he was like, I don't want to have, but then he said, like, yeah, just like being unproductive, which, like, okay, nobody can accuse Jana of being like actually unproductive. No. It seems like she does do things, mm-hmm. you know, at the bare minimum. But definitely, I was like, fuck, was that shots fired? Yeah. Jana living at home, being oh, 31 shit. and like yeah. not really literally not being independent because Derek then also talked about the fact that, like, yeah, I mean, even if we had a a, a kid who wanted like a daughter who wanted to be a stay-at-home mom like mm-hmm. maybe for a few years she wanted to like maybe she wants to be an engineer for a few years and she wants to live outside the home before marriage and like we want to support that too and i think that was actually a swipe at the fact yeah. that jan is is actually unable to like she right she does not have the Mm-mm. financial or educational foundation to not live at her parents' house. At right. This point. Oh, for sure. Or just like support for that at all. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, like never been an option. 
never been an option and now if she like came to her parents and was like i want to live by myself i just think in a way she's like not like prepared emotionally she's never been prepared emotionally financially like mentally for that oh. like Mm-mm. you know oh no it was like never a thing so that was shots i think yeah um okay so Jana, jill and john david are obviously staying home and their plan is to renovate their parents bathroom they're in this bathroom kind of just like taking stock of everything um jill makes a comment about the sink counter having a film over it because of jim bob using hairspray a thin layer of like chemical residue from the amount of yeah hairspray that man uses which is ungodly we've seen shots of him just like spraying that fucking like helmet head of hair and i never thought about it but of course like everything in that bathroom must have like a residue from Mm -hmm. that like that's like aerosol spray that doesn't like and there's no windows in this bathroom yeah that doesn't dissipate Mm -hmm. on its own you know like yeah sticks around god that man and that helmet hair i know um the whole bathroom is like beige and brown very just dour yeah so then the kids get to work older kids and younger kids of cleaning using lots of like aerosol cleaners in this small space with no windows and at one point joy is like i'm gagging from the alcohol the alcohol is making me gag like kids are being like asphyxiated right now yeah um Okay, so then they go to, like, a craft store to pick out some things for the bathroom. And John David has his heart set on getting a disco ball because, I don't know, it's, like, something weird and random that doesn't belong in the bathroom, he says. Um, (laughs) But he doesn't know, or he pretends not to know it's a disco ball, and he calls it a Chinese something ball. Okay, here, let's stop here. What do we think this is? Do we think it's that he genuinely was like raised in a world in which there was no mm-hmm. need to ever learn the name disco right. the name for disco ball or do we think he was trying I I think it's that. I don't he think that know. he was trying to be facetious. I don't well, think he was trying to be racist. I think he looked at this and was called, yeah, I, that rings a bell. It's like a Chinese ball something. Um, like Well uh that could be true. Later in the episode, he does call it disco ball, but that could just be because I don't know, when the cameraman referred to it or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was that or like yeah. I genuinely think that John David lived his life until the age of, what, fucking 21 without knowing what a disco ball was called. Yeah, I guess because, like, even, like, if you're in a situation as a kid to see a disco ball, it'd be, I don't know, like, at a skating rink where you're, like, yeah, yeah. where there's music and they don't have that. They can't have that. Yeah. So that could, yeah. He just... And of course, like we know that dancing is, um, it, there's no point to it because oh, it's no. just shaking their bits. Um, yeah, and it will stir up feelings in males that cannot be righteously fulfilled. So instead, he was like, he thought it was like a, I don't even know to what he was referring or what he was confusing it with because he's like, like it doesn't, because I don't know what a Chinese something call it. Well, I was going to say, like, it doesn't resemble a Chinese lantern. Yeah, oh, that's what he thought it so was. He thought it was a Chinese be. lantern. Because of the, the the light? That's what it is. We saw that he thought the disco ball was a mm-hmm. Chinese lantern. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Okay, so there's, I researched this and I can't find anything. I thought I was like onto something. Okay, so there's a shot of Joe in this shirt that says Our Apostle. And it literally <laughs> looks like the font of like Aeropostale. Oh, no, I'm 100% sure it was, like... Like, supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, some, like, Christian camp or church that was, like, it'll be so funny if... Uh Okay. Oh, my God. I don't know what the fuck Fundy's had against, like, 
mall stores like Aeropostale or like whatever but I distinctly remember being in church and like the youth pastor screaming on the pulpit saying verbatim I should go up to him and like confront him about this because this is the the most ridiculous sentence I've ever heard in my life he said screaming on the pulpit I would rather be dragged by my the collar of my shirt into the seventh (laughs) rung of hell than go into a Hollister or an Abercrombie like what Okay, youth pastors just fucking hated Abercrombie and Hollister and like Aeropostale because they were like dark. <laughs> Literally, you know how like do you remember like, how Yes, yes. They were like painted black and didn't have like a lot of lighting and mm-hmm. I don't know, it was like I guess like in the early, very early two thousands, like a cool kid mall rat store. Yes. Um <laughs> for some reason they all just despised it and had like this insane vendetta against like that's so wild like what the hell clothing stores that were just like they just sold t-shirts with like writing on the front i was gonna say like they weren't like not modest they're just like shirts yeah i know that's the thing they were like scandalous yeah i don't know there was something about i heard it said that because it was writing on the chest like it was like drawing attention to your chest if you were a woman like but i don't know it just it doesn't seem like the vitriol with which he spoke about it was like in any way warranted sure Um, and things that now looking back i'm like what the fuck like i'm sure now if i like if we went back and we're like hey do you remember that you remember you said that would be like never came out of my mouth i know what you're talking about yeah but But it's like something you'll never forget never forget (laughs) because like at the time i it it didn't strike me as like fucking uh, Mm unhit as unhinged as it does now right right Arrow our apostel. That's actually funny. I don't know. Um, so it comes time for the kids to watch Jeff and Michelle on the View, and they scramble to find this like tiny, like almost handheld TV. Uh, Joy says that they never watch TV unless Jim, Bob, and Michelle are gone and Jill is babysitting. Like, what kind of TV have they watched with Jill? I wonder. It seems like that TV was, like, struggling to pick up anything. It was, like, yeah. a very old TV the size of, like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it could not have been more than, like, 8 by 8, like, the actual screen. Right. Eight inches by 8 inches. Um, and they placed it on a chair in, like, the boys' room, and they were all just, like, watching this, like, teeny tiny screen that was, like, barely getting any reception. I, I'm sure, like, I don't know what they were watching. I'm sure well, it like- wasn't, like... Somebody, one of the kids says that they have a different TV for like watching DVDs, but it's like that TV doesn't have, doesn't get like broadcast channel. Right, right. So I'm guessing they could have watched something on that. Yeah, I, I, I guess they had like these little like Christian. Yeah. I'm sure like it was like cartoon sermons or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time they were able to get live TV. Mm-hmm. And, okay, <laughs> so in like a commercial or like a segment on the a segment that comes on before like Jim Bob and Michelle. I honestly I can't even see what's on the little TV, but Joy <laughs> No, because it's oh, so small. Like so like Joy reaches over and just like covering up a woman's shirt on the on like the TV. The, wait, okay, wait. She has both of her little grubby like yeah. nine-year-old kid yeah. hands like glued onto the actual screen. Like that's like covering the screen. Mm-hmm. Basically, the entire thing is blocked except for, like, a one-inch strip at the very yeah. top. Oh, my God. Nobody can mm-hmm. see anything that's happening because no, nothing Joy is so furiously trying to, like, mm-hmm. cover up well, what she sees on the screen. 
Well, because Grandma Mary says that, quote, she's been trained to do that for the boys. And Joy explains that it's, quote, because they have low cuts. What the? It was, okay, it would be so much more funny if it wasn't just, like, absolutely, like, infuriating, disturbing, giving any other adjective for this. I fucking, of course, this is heinously, like, yeah. But I was just gonna say, like, Joy doesn't even understand why she's doing it. They talk to Joy, the producers, and they're like, why did you do that? And she says, because it was defrauding. And the producer says, what does that mean? And she says, it means, like, they're not dressed very good. I don't know how to explain it, though. And then the producer says, why can't boys see that? And she says, um, because it's bad. Oh, my God. And the entire time, she's, like, every time after she answers, mm-hmm. she's, like, looking down the camera she's like right like did, did i say I that right she's like, yes. really? like yep. looking for like for approval because probably when she mm-hmm. has said this in the past it's been like an adult figure and yeah. she's just trying to like literally pair it what they say back too. yep so she can be like considered good right obviously like these ideas are so fucking fucked but it's also like okay if you're gonna teach her this instead of just teaching her to remember to do your bidding can you like explain it to her well, they can't. That's the point. That's right, 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 right. Yeah. They can't explain it because it doesn't make any sense. And their explanations are like, it's so weird because it's all about like sexual purity, but she can't know it's about sexual mm-hmm. purity because that's part of it. It's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's been trained to do this for the boys. And Michelle is like, it's very important that boys learn self-control, but this is the opposite of yes. self-fucking-control. It is right. getting your nine-year-old sister to be the arbiter of like whether something is appropriate or not for mm-hmm. other boys who are like nine and younger like that's it's yes. so I, okay i feel silly getting worked up about it because i don't think that i have to convince anybody right. <laughs> who's like oh, listening to this probably yeah i like i'm sure everybody knows but it's just it's, it's just like one of those episodes or one of those times that just go down in like infamy in the show i know and yeah. it's it should yeah. be more funny than it I know. I think it is funny. Like, objectively, like, it is funny to watch this, like, kid trying mm-hmm. to, like, yeah. cover up this TV and Everything being, like, coy about it and stuff. But it's also annoying and, mm-hmm. to, you know, like, to say right. the least, but, like, really um, gross. Well, Jana also explains the Nike thing, which I, it might it might be the first time they explain in the show, which is the code word they use in public when someone's immodestly dressed. So she says that they say Nike, which is... Um, which is like a code for the boys to like look down. And then once it's all clear, they can tell them like, it's okay to look up again. God, can you imagine like walking past the Duggars and like you hear Jana like say like, hey, Nike, Nike to like all the boys in the back. And suddenly they all like turn away and just like look down. And it's because you're wearing what? Like a sleeveless top. Yeah, your shoulders are showing. Because it's summer and your shoulders are showing, like, fucking Nike. Um, Jenna also says, okay, she also says, sometimes the kids take it to the extreme and want to cover someone up wearing a sleeveless top. She says that. But, okay, didn't she, wasn't Jenna at, like, a carnival or something? And she posted Mm -hmm. a photo on Instagram, and there are girls in the background maybe wearing, like, short shorts or short skirts. And she, like, covered them up. She photoshopped like a fake skirt over yeah. them, and it looks so obviously photoshopped. I, I mean, maybe not even. She like she paint she Microsoft painted. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a, an ugly skirt pattern yeah. over the bare legs of these mm-hmm. like girls in the background because she didn't yeah. want to quote unquote be defrauding to anybody who was seeing the photo. God. All right. So then after that, we have the kids finishing the bathroom project. They hang the disco ball. Like from the ceiling, from like John David. That's all John David. Yeah, it looked kind of like a 
I'm sure they took it down immediately after. It did yeah. look like hazardy in a way because there was like a like a, a flashlight with it. She had like attached a flashlight to yeah. like, the wire from which yeah. she hung it on the ceiling, and it was just like an on swinging like little mm-hmm. flashlight, like illuminating. The, it it was like pretty janky. Honestly, the bathroom remodel was I couldn't really tell a difference. Yeah, it just I know, looked, like it still looked very like drab and depressing. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. No. So before like the big reveal, um, Jim Bob and Michelle get home, and Jim Bob brag he gets he has all these like new york shirts for the kids and brags about getting seven shirts for ten dollars and yada yada and it's like i may i don't know like if anybody else feels this way like i like i hate it when like i don't want a shirt from somewhere you've been i just i I wasn't there yeah i mean i think these kids just like need t-shirts and it's probably like the only non-hand-me-down shit they're getting that like year I think in their case, like, <laughs> the need for, like, literal fabric to cover their bodies, like, kind of outstrips the, you know. All right. On the way up to, like, the bathroom, um, like, the kids are leading Jim and Michelle to the bathroom. And so the bathroom's, like, right by their bedroom. And, like, on the little hallway toward the bedroom slash bathroom, Jim Bob says, you never know what's going to happen right here, babe, to Michelle. And it's so gross. Every time... Every time the camera follows him into his bedroom, there's always a comment about, like, they fuck on the bed, we know. Right, right. And at the end of the episode, they are all sitting down to a home-cooked meal of tater Tater tots. So... Which they apparently never ate until, like, and just yeah. like, no, it's been so exaggerated. We actually didn't eat it that much. Like, it was just kind of, like, <laughs> once in a while. Like, no, no, that doesn't... That seems like a pretty yeah, I know. Yeah, we seen the episodes like it's on camera. Yeah, Um, it was a pretty staple meal for them. It seems. Um, Do you have any final thoughts about this? Okay, so I yeah, I definitely changed my mind. I actually think our pastel is so funny, and if anybody (laughs) actually, that'd be really good. Um, I'm gonna see if I can like track one down on Etsy, and we'll like post it up on Instagram. Our pastel. Uh, for old time's sake yeah (laughs) all right um that was side hugs duggar's room with a view um be sure to follow us on instagram at side hugs pod and come back next wednesday all right till then snark on mother duggars Mm -hmm.